it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. With the recent review of the Disability Employment Services, the focus on employment recently at the Disability Royal Commission and the work that Blind Citizens Australia and other organisations are doing on the employment of people with disability, I thought it was a good time to review one of the sessions from the recently held Blind Citizens Australia Convention. When I say recently, I'm talking about March 2019. It was the convention held in Hobart. We feature this week the first in a two-part series focusing on the future of work. The future of work covers a range of things. It can include the technology. It could be the skills and the education that's required to to actually do the jobs um, that we think are going to be in the future. Uh, and it's put off possibly also the way we work. So the way we work and the, the tendency now for work to be uh, contingent workforces, meaning that employers don't employ you full-time, they just employ you when they want you. And that has an impact on, obviously, our lives, our ability to pay the bills and actually um, and actually live. What I will do is introduce you to the very esteemed panel who are sitting here. Um, the first is Megan Gunn. Megan works for the Department of Education here in Tasmania and is the Director of Vocational Learning and Career Education. Um, and... Um, Megan's been instrumental in um, the Tasmanian Certificate of Education and well-placed to understand the needs of both employers and their future workforce. Megan works with a lot of the, the, the departments here, including and industry groups and the not-for-profit sector, um, to ensure Tasmanians are equipped with the skills and attributes they need to have a fulfilling career, irrespective of their circumstances. Next to Megan is Rocco Kutri. Rocco is a systems analyst, business software specialist and solutions expert. And if you want to know that, what that means, I suggest you ask him later. Um, he's described, also described as a relentless problem solver who embraces new ways of thinking and technologies. Um, he also happens to be an esteemed member of the board of BCA. And then to the right... Of Rocco, we've got Suman on on the panel as well, and we've heard from Suman already this morning, and you've also heard the significant um, achievements of Suman, so I won't embarrass him again with that. But I did do a bit of stalking on Suman and discovered that uh, early in his career, he worked for a company called Wonderware. Um, I was a little disappointed to find out that it's a computer software company and has absolutely nothing to do with underpants for superheroes. So if you're interested in that, I'm sure Suman will, uh, will give you more details on that as well. The first question I'm going to pose to each member of the panel in order, the future of work for you as an individual and personally, what does it mean for you? Um, we'll start with Megan. Okay, thanks, Kelly. And uh, firstly, thank you, everyone, for the opportunity to join you today. Um, it's a real privilege. Uh, so for me personally, uh, it's an exciting time, but it's a really challenging time. And I think our first two speakers this morning have named up the excitement in the new technology that we've got, but also um, the anxiety that goes with that because the nature of work has really changed. Thank you. Rocco. Uh, good morning, everyone, and again, thanks for letting me come speak on this panel. Uh, real privilege. Um, the future of work to me, I guess, 
is unknown. Uh, it, we, we just heard the word change, or I think in the technology space they like the word disruption because, you know, change is not disruptive enough, I guess. Um, so I guess the certainty is that uh, what's going to happen in the future, we, we really can't predict, you know, what the jobs that we have now were not invented 20 years ago. And what will be 20 years in the future, we probably uh, really haven't, haven't even thought of now. Uh, but I am optimistic about it. Um, I think that if we are able to, you know, we, we touched on the laws this morning, if we're able to include those laws, there's a, there's a space for blind people um, in that future. So I'm really optimistic about it. Thanks, Rocco. Suman? Future of work for me personally means that any individual who is blind or doesn't matter what kind of condition they have, they should be able to follow the pursue and pursue the dreams for the ideal job that they would want to go after. Uh, today, there are existing programs, a lot of existing programs who focus uh, and create training programs around you know, employing people who are blind. For me, it doesn't scale. For me, it's about how do we create a platform or a system that actually fulfill uh, and, you know, so that the individual can achieve the dream job that they would like. Thank you. Great way to start. Um, and we're going to continue with along the technology theme as our first, um, first thing to explore. And technology, for me personally, has obviously um, changed significantly in my lifetime. Um, to be sitting here with a, a phone, with my notes on a phone that's connected to my bone-conducting headphones that can read out all of my notes and, and none of you get to hear them, um, to my watch that's alerting me every 10 minutes to the fact that I need to speed up a little bit. Um, technology is enabling in so much of what we do. Um, and we've heard about technology this morning and those risks and, and from both Ed and Suman. But Suman, I'm going to address that first question to you uh, before we open it up to say that, that technology does play a significant role in all aspects of our future. But what do you see as the emerging technologies? What's coming out that really does have the most impact on, on work? I guess you have heard enough from me today morning. Um, I, I think the main industry trends, if you think about what's happening out there, right? So, you know, obviously, you know, Mr. Ed and as well as I touched on the AI. Uh, the idea of AI is promising. The idea of AI is not there yet. Uh, and, and, you know, we got, to, we, we, got, we got to build it to a point where it can be scalable for enough people to make uh, or eliminate any of the barriers that, that exist for, you know, for any people today. So um, I think from the industry trends, there is a lot of investments that are happening on the AI space, um, not just about the imaging technology uh, you know, that we talked today morning, but also a little bit understanding what we call the human behavior. What are, what are the things that you can look in the past of what's happening in your physical world and how can you predict what's going to happen next? So I think, I think um, definitely from an AI perspective, things are going to be amazing, but it will probably take another you know, eight, 10 years to do something meaningful um, that's going to impact our workplace, but it's, it's definitely coming along. The second aspect is on how technologies are shifting. So if you think about, uh, you know, 20 years ago, IBMs or Compaqs and, you know, all these mainframe PCs that existed, it's like a centralized, you know, server computing platforms, if you will, Yeah. What happens today? Today you have cloud, you have AWS, you have Microsoft Cloud and Google Cloud. It's, it's very decentralized architecture. 
So when you think about any technology, ask yourself, is it decentralized enough that it will scale for larger number of use cases that you have? Uh, why, is it, why is it related to what we are talking about uh, in accessibility today? Is we always talk about you know, uh, a washer and a dryer and, you know, being for them, you know, ability to be accessible or a website for ability to be accessible. But I think there are supporting technologies uh, that connect with each other. And that's kind of an industry trend today. There is no one single system that will solve all, you know, all your problems. I think it, it has to be an integrated uh, set of systems that needs to come together for creating a greater value proposition. So I think, you know, those are a couple of key areas I think um, the industry uh, trends are happening and how that will impact our industry today. Thanks, Simon. What do you see as the the impact to the actual jobs that are involved in that, um, in that technology and bringing that technology to life? Well, one of my goals, or at least that I'm pushing pretty hard, is this idea of 70% unemployment and then bringing it down to 7%. Um, so let me ask you guys a question, right? You know, we all talk about the employment. Um, I'm here sitting in front of you today, and I will tell you what are the biggest challenges that are people facing, uh, um, you know, in the, in the employment setting or in the world settings. Uh, why? Because, you know, earlier today we talked about why data is powerful and how we capture the behavior of people. And we also talked about the IRA employment program. So, you know, putting the employment program aside, let me tell you these things, right? Uh, 25% of all the things that happen today uh, in regards to the employment at work has these following issues. Uh, they are about taking the photos of receipts and uploading it to accounting systems. They are about accessing inaccessible websites for cards, calendar applications, or booking systems. It's about reading or editing an inaccessible PDF. Sometimes it's also about troubleshooting a computer. And it's also uh, leveraging online meal <laughs> delivery services. Who thought that would be that situation? Um, and then 31% of our data shows that uh, they are related to the physical access. The top five most example of the challenges are reading printed material, working with the touchscreen devices such as printers or coffee, reading numbers on physical items such as cards, uh, finding uh, physical items as well. And then I have you know, 13% including navigation, and then 4% including accessing the Word, PowerPoint, Airbnb website, and so on and so forth. So I think, I think there has to be a convergence of understanding what is the real need that exists and the real challenges that exist in the workplace, and then think about how technology can solve, rather than just thinking about a device and what the device can do. And that's my statement about you should not be thinking... Uh, on what technology can do for you, but what an individual can achieve with that particular technology. Um, Rocco, I'm interested in your view of uh, technology and and the workplace and what you're seeing is changing it and how that's impacting work and, and where it might go in the future. Yeah, um, so one of the, I guess one of the trends that I've seen a lot is, um, you know, large large corporates or government or enterprises talking about this this buzzword they, they talk about digital transformation it's on their agenda whether they are trying to do that from a customer facing or a consumer facing view or within their own organization and basically I guess it's a it's a it's a, a trend um, and it, it is a bit trendy but effectively what they're trying to do is transform the way that their business processes work um, into a digital into a digital way. Um, 
And that has a place for us, as I, as I was mentioning before. But that can include um, automation, it can include AI, it can include robotics. Um, and I think I'm, I'm talking specifically about software robotics rather than, you know, like little gadgets that hum around and, and you know, clean our carpets and so on. Um, so I think there's this, a statistic that has said that, you know, 30% of of work can be you know automated or taken over by AI or, or, or robotics but that doesn't mean that it's 30% of jobs as we know them it's more 30% of the tasks that we do that are um, probably that that we do all the time that are very not demeaning maybe um, or repetitive that can be that can be automated and you know if you if you look at some of those those companies that focus on those things like robotics and, and AI, what they're, what they're talking about doing is we can, we can deliver these things better for a business uh, with less errors by, you know, a piece of computer software that works 24 hours a day, doesn't take lunch breaks and doesn't get sick and all these sorts of things. And, and they focus on um, the robotic nature of those work, you know, coding invoices or expense claims or all those sorts of things that Sumer was just mentioning. Um, and they say that frees your people up um, to be more human, to, to give insights, to solve problems, to collaborate in teams. So um, I guess the technology, I, I uh, again, am optimistic about how that is going to allow us to be more human, um, to, to work together, to problem solve, um, and, and leaving uh, some of those other things uh, behind like that, you know, let's face it, probably most blind people are not going to be great at coding 100 invoices a day. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> Rocco Kutri there ending this portion of the Future of Work session from the Blind Citizens Australia National Convention. And if you'd like to find out more about the work that Blind Citizens Australia is doing on the employment of people who are blind or vision impaired, have a look at the BCA website and uh, there's plenty of information there about the Eye to the Future project and others. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia, the telephone number is 1-800-033-660, Or you can email bca at bca.org.au. That's bca at bca.org.au. I'm Vaughan Benison. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. Bye.